work, I was trying to work on a voice and I don't have really for the gods. I'm trying to work on a brand though. I'm, I'm gonna make him laugh while he can't refuse. Well, you can, Without that. It kind of sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take that cotton wool out of your mouth, man. I got oh, coronavirus. Oh. Welcome to the Podshot <laughs> Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. We're here. We're here. We're, we're here live. On the bar. We're, <laughs> we're, we're at the bar. Your acting was so good. I thought you were going to keel over and I'd have to, you know, take over. I don't, I, I'm not ready for that. I mean, to be honest, I think things are a little bit better. Things are looking up. Um, Mercury is out of retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was in retrograde. <laughs> I'm just going to um, pretend I'm Ariane. Oh, okay. Shout out, Ariane. <laughs> and, Shout out. Uh, Pretend my life is run by the stars. Yeah, uh, that's the reason why I was such a curmudgeon Virgo. last week. You know, yeah, <laughs> classic Virgo. <Leo>. What? <laughs> what do they say about Leos? I don't know, but I'm one of them. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Leos are meant to be a bit more ooh, wild, crazy, <laughs> center retention guys. <laughs> what are, are you, a Leo? Yeah. Okay, you look like a I'm on a cusp though. So I mean, if I ever get sort of. Not, get shipped not, for it. Yeah, if I'm not quite, you know, as down down to clown, you know, <laughs> you know, Make ICP throw on yeah. that makeup. Of course. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I apologize for last week. I did actually get someone questioning if we were okay. <laughs> Why? What happened last week? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> I, you, I think you know, I was big a bit. Uh, oh yeah, we were I was very down. On bit down on the yeah. dumps. Oh yeah, it was um, the f- uh, funeral edition. Yeah, yeah I, I did have exactly. a. I had a rough week last week i'm not saying i'm out i'm through the woods by any means but i don't feel as bad as i did the other day that's good that's good <laughs> so we're all good silver lining yeah playbook guess what man the votes for oh. the pod charlies are in oh my <gasps> god finally i think guess i forgot who knows to who won all the awards me this guy <laughs> only me <laughs> i don't even know you don't even know i'll no. show you after but yeah um ladies that's and cool gentlemen, people yeah. actually voted people voted that's really yeah fun. yeah so we had 22 responses uh, to last uh, to to the vote. Oh, you know, oh um, to the vote. To vote. On I thought people were like worried list. about. Us. Oh no, no, no they no, just no. care about this stupid little award show. Yeah, yeah, no. We had 22, uh, 22 votes for the Pod Charlies, which was kind of cool. It was a mixture of our Patreon subscribers and also the staff who mm-hmm. were a part of the voting team, which is very cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I've got I've got the responses here. Myself and Phil, we'll we'll go through them. Um, over the next week or so, we'll try to figure out what we're going to do and plan all the other, other things around it. We've got some fun stuff planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully this episode will be out soonish. <laughs> hopefully it will come together and be a yeah. thing. Just go get my tux ready for the show. Yeah. Head over to um, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. If you support the podcast, you get an early access to that episode. I'll try to release it one day before everyone else gets it like it's kind of cool i guess you know if you're really anxious to see who wins you could spoil it online yeah. if you really wanted to. yeah you could you could ruin it for everyone but yeah. you won't do that because you're a good person you know <laughs> <laughs> also if you support us we promise you bonus episodes every month it really helps us out yeah how are you doing man we're we're like kicking ass coronavirus europe you know we're we're killing it <laughs> Sure. You know, I think uh, UK is pretty lucky. You know, it's isolated itself. We're landlocked. As, as an island, mm-hmm. literally just cut ties with Europe like, you know, a few months ago. And, you know, we're ready. Just in time. We're just ready. Just in time. <laughs> we're ready. Coronavirus has to like pack yeah. its bag, get on a boat. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, have to really work to get here. Yeah. I mean, 
if anything, it'll probably be late to the party, just like <laughs> everything that happens here in the UK. You know? I think it's like, I think once it gets here, people like over it. Yeah, people over, over it. We've yeah. got we've got we got uh, the cure over here. Cure. <laughs> I know what you guys are doing over there. Late, just like our prime minister is <laughs> to everything. Late, just like the Brexit uh, vote. And yeah, it's funny it's to good. just watch, you know, politician learning yeah. how to wash their hands. That's a crisis. <laughs> Oh man, I'm, I'm can barely comb his hair. I'm worried about him. <laughs> barely walk. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's get into what's going on this week at the Prince Charles Cinema. Oh my God! Showing from Friday the thirteenth. Or what everyone else thinks it is. <laughs> it sounds more like that, though. Than That's kill, 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 kill. I'm serious. Mm. Listen to it. It sounds more like... <laughs> That's why no one knows what the fuck it is. Yeah. And then they read that it's kill, 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 ma, 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 ma. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Oh, that's right. We're talking about Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Uh, is on Friday the 13th this this week. Um, why not? It's 40th anniversary. Isn't it? Uh, Fuck that, that movie is old. Yeah. I want to do an episode on that one day. It doesn't um, even have Jason in it. It doesn't. Spoilers. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Phil. Reel it in. Actually, it does have Jason in it. Spoilers! Uh, <laughs> double spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. This is a classic 1980 slasher film that ripped off uh, Halloween, but it's all good because it yeah, it did it's plenty. Not, it's by a lake. Yeah, yeah, it did plenty on its own. It and puts an arrow through Kevin Bacon's yeah. neck. And Kevin Bacon, I've mentioned this before, probably two times on this podcast, but fuck More it, than, third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah. does the best belly flop <laughs> in that film. It's just a nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, three times and too much. Good stuff, man. Too many times to mention. I don't know, man. I can mention a belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> Like clockwork. Yeah, man. It's like, it's a metaphor for Kevin Bacon's career. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. He's good, man. He's, he's fine. He's doing those He's e doing those adverts. E adverts. He's been doing it for like of money. 10 years, man. Yeah. Only in the UK. That's the only place to get work doing yeah. the EE adverts. Footloose, man. For one of the worst networks. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have EE internet and it was the worst shit I've ever had in my life. Like, they were horrible. Well, I guess uh, we can say goodbye to that sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Last week was the funeral episode. It seems like this week we're just grilling everybody yeah. and everything. Watch you know out. this thing? It sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also from Friday, we got the lighthouse coming back. Uh, Color Out of Space is back again. That's uh, going strong. Yeah, Parasite's back again. You know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. All good stuff. All good movies. Yeah, so on Saturday, good day at the cinema. My God. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Superman. We met Saturday. I can say, not to spoil what we got coming up, but you could do a Mario Puzo double bill because he wrote The Godfather and Superman. Yeah, man. And those are wildly different movies. Yeah, wildly different. <laughs> they're both great. And they both have Marlon Brando. Yeah, man. Not Superman knowing his lines, <laughs> reading off cue cards, but still killing it. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that because yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, we're gonna talk about something. <laughs> In a second, a thing, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been mentioned. 
But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Superman, dude. Superman's such a fun movie. It's the original, classic, classic. Yeah. I love that movie. Gene Hackman is like Luther. Luther. It's pretty interesting. Christopher Reeve, the ultimate Superman. Yeah, though. he's it's such a, a good Superman. Like it shouldn't work. It should. Like it can't be. It's kind of outdated. Yeah. But he's so believable. There was something in the sauce back then. You he, could you could get away himself. like pre pre nineties. I blame it on Tim Burton. Just like really going dark and real, going dark with Batman. But now that's super campy. But, in yeah, and that's super campy compared yeah. to like Nolan. Only because uh, I think like Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Like, True. it's still a part of the same universe yeah, theory, and bat yeah. nips just sort of like it's like oh okay but no, you know Superman it's, started it's still, that shit yeah like, it's really worth watching and it's a fun like it's a fun day out like if you want to take your kids to watch yeah, it yeah sure. could the effect still hold up because a lot of them mm-hmm. fucking practical they're like in camera so they can't yeah like, speaking of which back. I think like uh I think it's got like a child's ticket attached to it where it's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. A lot of times on these um, matinee shows of the weekend, we try to give a children's ticket. So same thing with Kiki's delivery service. True. I say that you can cut this out, but the only time I ever when ushering a film, the only time I ever caught uh, like a couple, like, you know, doing the, doing the dirty <laughs> in a screen was during like a matinee show of Superman. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like a third, they were in like the third row and they're like a bunch of kids behind them and they were just, you know, and I was like, come on, not now. I know the film is very, you know, yeah. surrounding, but just relax. <laughs> Couture-Eve and tight. It's a fucking spandex. And it's PJ. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, for some more mind-bending <laughs> stories uh, uh, from Christopher Nolan this time, we got an Inception show on Saturday as well. Nice. And then... Um, we got a little film called uh, Showgirls on Saturday. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's erotic drama. I thought you could say like masterpiece. It is sort of a masterpiece, sure. man. If you ask Ariane, it's a masterpiece. It's like a favorite movie. Yeah. And also, speaking of which, oh, that's one. the March Patreon bonus special. Oh, there we so go. What I'm asking of you, listener out there, uh, particularly if you're a Patreon subscriber or a showgirl. Or showgirl, whatever you want to do. Uh, go go watch Showgirls this Saturday. Um, it's it's so silly. You're gonna have a great time. <laughs> it's weird. It's got Elizabeth Berkley from Saved, Saved by, by the Bell, Bell. who plays yeah. Jesse Spano, the Goody Goody Two Shoes. You got uh, Kyle McLaughlin from Damn Twin Good Peaks. Coffee. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we both got our coffee here. I'm killing it. Yeah, and uh, it's got Gina Gershon. So it's it's what a cast. It's a, it's so silly. Uh, it's one of those films that, like, when it was originally released, it was kind of like this is trash. Yeah, yeah. And now people start to realize it's, it's been, satire. It's been it's reevaluated. Really, yeah, people are like, wow, that's a great satire piece. But what I want to figure out is, <laughs> isn't it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like a mix of both. Yeah. So if you're interested <laughs> in uh, further exploring that, that's the kind of questions I'm going to be throwing at Ariane and trying to throw it at myself, really. Uh, I'm going to come watch it on Saturday. Maybe, maybe. If not, I'll watch it sometime soon. And then myself and Ariane are going to go on Patreon and uh, we're going to talk about it. So if you want to support us, like I said again earlier, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. That's $5 more a month. You can 
get a bonus episode every month, and that's our March bonus episode. I'm happy to tell you You're now. Just sweetening that deal. Just sweetening that yeah. deal, man. It's uh, yeah, we're we're making a thing of it. Everything that we're talking about on the uh, bonus episode seems to just be Ariane's favorite films. <laughs> so why not? That's great. It's a little like yeah. podcast you can <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So do that. <laughs> do that please sunday on. another good day we got your names back again mm-hmm. really nice uh japanese anime from makoto shinkai who recently did uh weathering with you as well yeah um, we have vertigo showing alfred hitchcock's classic, classic, classic thriller classic. so good and on 35 millimeter as well and also we've got a quiet place returning for one just, show just in time for the yeah squeak for squeak <laughs> Don't make a peak one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the only thing that can make that movie better. <laughs> fucking chipmunk. Chipmunk. Uh, <laughs> the sequel. Shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> hey, Dave. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man. Monday. Another one of Ariane's favorite films. <laughs> Uh, which we still need to do a proper episode on. Uh, I just want to say it wrong on purpose. Syn- it's Synecdoche, New York. No, it's Synodoji. Synodoji. Lodi Doji. Synodoji. Arrivederci. Gladly. We're practicing our, our yeah. Italian. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, just wait. It's coming. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, great film. I want to see. Uh, I'm calling it a great film. I haven't seen it, but you know, it's one of those films I've been meaning to see. It's one of the great films from last year that we haven't shown yet. Last Black Man in San Francisco is finally coming for, for a yeah. one-off screening. Uh, so that's cool. Definitely we didn't get it, and it's it's run. Looks uh, really cool. A little bit of skateboarding in there. Love it. I can't San get Francisco. enough. Dang last year lover. had you know so many skateboarding flicks. Midnight yeah, yeah. mining the gap. Mm-hmm. There needs yeah. to be more. Need more skateboarding. Skate movies. kitchen. Skate Kitchen, yeah, man. The big banana. <laughs> what do bananas have to do with skateboarding? You'll see. <laughs> uh, they we- all laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Wednesday, have a Robert Eggers double feature, why don't you? You can either do it backwards uh, from his latest film, The Lighthouse, and then watch his first film, The Witch. Or and- you can flip it and do The Witch first, and then after that, we got a lighthouse screen as well. It's sandwiched in between two do lighthouse all three. Do all do three. Do all three. Why the fuck lighthouse, not? There's nothing witch, else to lighthouse. do. It's raining all week. Everyone has coronavirus. <laughs> no one's at the cinema because exactly. they think they're going to get coronavirus. So you can be the smart one. Sneak in. Get in here. I'm lying. There, we do still have a lot of people yeah, here. People they, ain't shook, man. Yeah, we don't care. We ain't shook one. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like public space. This will be the yeah. first thing to go when shit like lockdown. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. enjoy it while you can. Come and get it. And Lighthouse, you know, two people on an island. So you definitely don't feel ill. Definitely. <laughs> also, Wednesday, we got, uh, we're, start, we're starting an Eric Romero season. So uh, got a Winter's Tale playing. Um, don't know much about Eric Romero, yeah. but he's one of those classic sort of French, uh, late, I think late in the new wave sort of movement. Has a lot of interesting looking quirky comedies from the 70s and 80s and I think even into the 90s a little bit as well. He's mm-hmm. uh, sadly passed away. But like I said, I don't know much more about him. But hey, maybe this is the chance for us all to explore yeah, a little bit definitely of check French him out. cinema. What's the first one? Uh, a Winner's Tale. And then on Thursday, finally closing off the interesting week here at the French Charles Cinema for one pound. This is such a good deal. Okay, 
duck soup. Duck from soup the again. Marx Brothers <laughs> again, but still for I one missed time. it long time. You came in for it, right? Such a good movie. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wanted, wanted to. to. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any. Maybe March. I'll catch it. I'm off on Thursdays normally. So. I haven't seen any Marx Brothers, and I'd like to check it out. Classic. Really? Yeah, yeah. that one's um, probably. I mean, bits and pieces, obviously. That one's probably like the most classic one. Mm. Like the, my favorite's uh, Animal Crackers. Um, just because there's this like one scene because I, I love I, I love Harper Marks like just oh, so good because there's just that brilliant like he's he doesn't say anything he doesn't need to because he's like all of his reactions yeah, in his yeah. face and then he honks a lot and <laughs> yeah he makes the best faces he's the goofiest one. But then he also like has this sweet side where he turns on you and then plays this like the most amazing like music. Like he'll mm-hmm. he'll start really funny and then it'll just crescendo into this amazing, beautiful like piece. And there's a wonderful thing in uh, Animal Crackers where there's like this uh, this song called uh, "Tell Me, Dear, Why Am I So Romantic?" playing, and there's like these these two lovers in the film who are singing it and stuff. And it's just like really cutesy and stuff. And then he comes and just starts playing the harp and like plucking along. And then it's just like, it's really funny at first. And then it just turns into the most beautiful thing. And it's, and just his face, like just this pure sort of like, it's just, Oh, Oh, I love that. Lovely. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Those films are wonderful. I always always like that. If there's a name for that, that's probably the first. That sort of mm-hmm. archetype, like the yeah. big strong man with like a heart of gold, like a mon- Mongo? Mongo. In, uh, Mongo. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life, <laughs> in Blazing Saddle, yeah. same thing. And they do the same yeah. thing in Stir Crazy. They're like the big guy they're afraid of in the jail, but yeah, the most wonderful singing voice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I really love that when they do that. <laughs> no, yeah. just don't judge a book by its cover and yeah. watch Duck Soup. Yeah, Harpo ain't a donkey. Or, or watch Anima- yeah, Animal Crackers. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Animal Crackers is lovely. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, Duck Soup's so good as well it's got some of the best like bits um some of the best like one-liners from groucho you know it's one of the top ones for a reason so yeah come see it. it's good stuff but yeah we we we're getting into something let's get into what's in this week um just a little bitty film a little bit you might not have heard of it you might not yeah Tell him what it is. I'll let you do the honors. Il Padrino. The Godfather. <laughs> it's the Godfather. See, I'm doing the it's, Italian. It's the Godfather. It's the Godfather. <laughs> Part one. Widely regarded as one of the greatest films of all time, this mob drama, gotta watch it there with Mob, I'll get to that in a second, based on (laughs) Mario Puzo's novel of the same name, focuses on the powerful Italian-American crime family. I'm just gonna shake my hand at you the whole time. (laughs) Don Vito Corleone, played by Marlon Brando. When the Don's youngest son, Michael, played by Al Pacino, reluctantly joins the mafia, gotta watch out for that word. He becomes involved in the inevitable cycle of violence and betrayal. 
Although Michael tries to maintain a normal relationship with his wife, Kay, played by Diane Keaton, he is drawn deeper into the family business. Gotta watch it with the term business. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a 1972 crime masterpiece from one of the top dogs of the new Hollywood movement back in the 70s, Francis Ford Coppola. FFC. FFC. <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh, Fulham Football Club. <laughs> hey, did you know before we get into like the meat and potatoes of this? The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Yeah, did I know? We're going to uh, fry up them sausages. <laughs> there is a fan theory that whenever oranges appear in the film, and by God, everyone, take your vitamin C. <laughs> now more than uh, ever. Now more than ever. Get your immunities up. Uh, but yeah, that the oranges foreshadow the death or a near death involving one of the Corleone family. That's true. That's not a fan theory. That's a thing in the movie. <laughs> well, That's anyway, a thing he does. Snack time. <laughs> snack time. It's snack time. Snack time. Let's see what we have. You in did not bag. fucking bring oranges, I swear to God. No, but I brought something I've never had before. Terry's chocolate, chocolate orange. orange. God I've damn. never had one of these. You never had one of these? Yeah, I've never had one. Goddamn box. <laughs> Are you trying to foreshadow my death here? Yeah, man. You're gonna fucking jinx me. This is interesting because I've never had one. I don't know what it looks like inside. I'm going to let you do the honest. I mean, it's exactly what you, you think it's going to look like. It does it look like this. It's like chocolate orange. It's like tro- it's chocolate, chocolate orange. orange. You know why I've never had one of these? Because I don't like the idea of chocolate and orange together. I've had it before, like, you know, chocolate orange things before. Not a fan. Not a fan. So this is why I've never tried the illustrious Terry's chocolate okay, orange. Okay. Well, I hope you like it. I'm... I know a lot of people disagree with me. I'm a big fan of orange and chocolate. I don't yeah. know why. Um, and this one's pretty good. So it's milk chocolate covered with orange oil. All right. Yeah. That's it's, what it's. Yeah. Go for so it. let's go for a slice. It it's is already it's pre-cut, 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 is uncut cool. gems. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, cool looking. Let it settle. Let it settle. I mean, yeah, it tastes like. What you think it would taste like? Yeah, like what I've had before with chocolate and orange, and people question me, why have you never had a Terry's chocolate orange? Because you know. it has orange flavor <laughs> on it. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> You're not a fan? I don't hate it, but it's like... It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's like a take it or leave it with me. Kit Kat used to do orange chocolate, and I was a big fan of that. It oh, yeah, I think I kind of remember that. I'll give it a two out of five. It's okay. That's fair. It's okay. It's not horrible. It's like certainly better than orange chicken, which I think is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but we don't need to put orange on it, everything. But maybe <laughs> yeah, at this I'm- time, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should get our vitamin C up. Maybe. 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 While everybody's dying. I'll say two and a half. Two and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half. That's not bad. I'm trying to be diplomatic. And I know yeah. a lot of people don't like this. <laughs> Just the idea of it. Yeah. Both I can send them. Well, hey, we finally t- tried the chocolate orange. Um, well, I'm glad you right. actually put that instead of orange, because then I would have just been focusing on trying to fucking peel it <laughs> instead of talking about too the messy. Godfather. Yeah, too messy for the podcast. Mm. 
Uh, but yeah, speaking of that little uh, theory, I, I know, like you said, it does happen, but it's actually something that was discovered sort of retroactively. Yeah. Because yeah. actually, what happened was the production uh, designer, uh, Dean Tavalaris, uh, dressed the sets with oranges just to add some color because it was really dark. Oh, that's funny. The film's really dark and drab and like. That's um, the cinematographer. He was known for that. Yeah. Very minimal so, lighting. Yeah. Yeah. They called him the Prince of Darkness. I read that. Yeah. Um, Scott yeah. Wallace. Yeah, because a lot of that was done because of uh, Marlon Brando's makeup and stuff. Just because he had a lot of like, you know, eye makeup. Oh, okay. So you could see the seams and the Yeah, so they were just trying to make everything really dark with him so that you couldn't really tell because they had to age him a lot. He's, he wasn't that old, you yeah. know, when they were filming this, like in his 40s. He wasn't. But still, it's weird to see such a, because it's the early 70s, mm-hmm. mainstream Hollywood film that dark. You can't yeah, see a fucking yeah. thing in that Definitely. movie. It's yeah, they point. were going for a really, like, I think a lot of it was with the period sort of side of it because some stuff I, I didn't write down for this, but I did uh, look into when they were making the film. Uh, they originally, Paramount wanted them to make it, like, in modern time, like in the 70s. And they were going to really cut some money and just go, hey, let's go to, it's cheaper to go film in, like, Kansas City or something. You go film there and make a... What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? a film in yeah. Kansas City. It's in the 70s. That's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, fuck, maybe that's what happened with Superman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, like, because you were saying that Mario Puzo wrote Superman, and yeah. apparently he had a 1970s sort of, like, cut of the script or something. Oh, God. If Coppola was like, nah, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. But yeah, as we mentioned, it's adapted from Mario Puzo's 1968 bestseller novel, The Same Name. The novel stayed at the New York Times bestsellers list for 67 weeks and has sold over 9 million copies over two years. I have it. I've not read it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, a lot of people. Yeah. It's a fucking it's big just, book. It's yeah, chunky. it's sort of like having like a copy of like fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, or yeah. Like, or like mm, Infinite Jest or something like that. Who's written after the film? <laughs> <laughs> Still counts, bro. <laughs> uh, apparently, Paramount Pinter- uh, Pictures uh, found out about the novel in 1967, though. So this is before it was released, uh, when a literary scout contacted them about Puzo's unfinished manuscript, which at the time was called Mafia. Godfather. Gotta watch out for that Mafia yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we're like, yeah. we don't want any fucking wide guy coming at us. <laughs> but yeah, uh, have you ever seen the film called Mafia? No, it's I played like the game Jay- called Mafia. <laughs> There's a film called Mafia. It was like a parody film that parodied a lot of these uh, gangster films. Really? Yeah. So it parodies a lot of Godfather, a lot of like Casino and Goodfellas and stuff. Is it good? It's oh, interesting. Okay. I think it might be from the guys who did like Airplane and stuff. like The, the Zucker Brothers. The Zucker Brothers. Yeah. All right. Um, and it stars Jay Moore, hmm? the comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember it's got some it's probably it's probably not great anymore but as a kid kind of interesting well i liked um do you ever see oscar uh yeah Stallone. yeah yeah the yeah, John yeah, Landis yeah movie from the early night yeah i was like i was like what is that no yeah and essentially it's the godfather parody yeah where he's like the head of this mafia family but you know all the kids keep getting into trouble and it's like <laughs> you know it's like a slapstick comedy yeah but it's like it's a legit period piece it's like 20 new york it's really i really liked it yeah Paramount offered uh, Puzo $12,500 for his work and an $80,000 option if the work like was made into a completed film. But his agent told him to turn it down and in the most like fitting thing for this. Puzo was so desperate for money because he had a $10,000 gambling debt to pay off <laughs> that he just took it. 
they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, man. Dude, <laughs> this film, like, all right, so I think we should get into a little bit, like, of our thoughts on this film first and foremost, because there is so much shit behind the scenes about well, this film. Yeah, and I don't know I'm how much through. of it is true. Yeah, I'm going to go through what I have, uh, which is mostly just, like, stuff with casting and stuff. There was yeah, a yeah. lot and a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. But I mean, what more can we really say about the Godfather? That's one. That's like, what I think it's going to be more in. interesting, yeah. like just talking about the shit that happened behind the scenes. Exactly. A lot of stuff maybe people will know and heard over the years, and some stuff maybe they won't. But I mean, what can we say? I mean, the Godfather is fucking awesome. It's one of the like, fucking greatest movies ever made. Yeah. Like, I'll, if you haven't seen it, fucking watch it, obviously. And I mean, from top to bottom, the casting's great. We'll talk about a little bit about the cast and stuff. One of the best cast yeah. ever. Yeah. You only mentioned a couple, but there's yeah. loads more. Um, one that I don't have much info about, and it's kind of a shame, and I, I feel like this is one of the biggest things in the film, is Diane Keaton as okay. uh, Kay. She's she's great, but I feel like really underutilized in this definitely, film. Definitely. She comes she's into her own so, a little bit more. Yeah, in definitely. Sequel, but we'll get into that a little in bit more. In the first one, for episodes. sure. And that's sort of part of the tragedy yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I think um, it's told really well. I think there's... Uh, there, all right, so there's the big thing about this film is that it's sort of like the man's film, and it's kind of, you know, fitting that we have like two guys here, no women. Oh, yeah, today. exactly. But Caroline's <laughs> not with us. <laughs> Actually, Caroline is here. Yeah. We just told her to shut yeah. up. <laughs> you just watch how it talk. does. They're man talk. Let the man talk. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's. I got right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like this film is like notorious for being that sort of it's very macho film. film. Yeah, it's like I don't think it's fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's fair either. But, at but the same stereotypically, time, it's stereotypically, just like that, like ooh. Like, cause you always see it in films and stuff. Like, oh, why does like Moon like Godfather so much? Yeah, man? why does every man like the Godfather? It's yeah. like Sleepless in Seattle. They're, they're, they're obsessed over a different movie. They yeah. don't understand why the women like that movie, and the men are like, but the bridge over the mm. river Kwai, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and they're like, really, really that movie? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I mean, I get it. It's fucking great. It's <laughs> really good. I was watching it the other night, and I was just like. Man, this movie's fucking good. It's fucking great. The it's acting's great. So the writing's great. great. The music is iconic. Um, it's epic in a way that American movies don't really aren't yeah. anymore. It covers yeah. the entire sort of family history and then the second one even more so. Yeah. But I just love it. And you get so many different, like every character has their own arc. You see people rise and fall and it's happening at the same time. It's all kind of intercut together. It's amazing. It's one yeah. of those movies I watched as a kid and I shouldn't have watched as a kid, but I'm glad I did because yeah, yeah. it set the bar high of what a movie could be. Yeah, definitely. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, like with, you know, Kay, uh, Diane Keaton just kind of not getting enough out of this film. And mm-hmm. I, she does get more, like we said, in future films. But like, you know, it's... it's that's, um, not, that's my family, Kay. That's not me. <laughs> that's not me. That's not me. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. I, I mean, I will say that, that like, you know, that women don't get much in this film. Uh, but there's I feel a like great maybe, female cast, yeah, Talia Shire yeah, as well. great, really great cast. Um, but I feel like whereas something like Goodfellas, and we'll get to Goodfellas in a future episode because that's coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Woo-hoo. Oh, God. Um, but, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be yeah. on that, even if I'm not invited. I'll just be at the background, <laughs> just yelling. Yeah, Vogue, yeah. All my life, I wanted to be a gangster. Uh, am I clown? <laughs> Dom, you old you? Talk about that clown scene. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk hey, about spider. It. Spider. <laughs> Dance, monkey. 
Oh, I mean, we're just shouting down. Yeah. It's a good thing that the cinema's not open yet. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, um, I think, you know, it's a little weak on, on like a woman's voice in the film. And I, I can see like why maybe women are kind of like not into it's hard it to as connect much. With, for sure. But uh, I think, whereas that's like something I think is going to be interesting when we get into Goodfellas because there's more of a woman's narration in it. And like it you switches, see a little bit yeah. more of like a woman's view on like this toxic characters of that course. I think still exists so much inside of Godfather. Like they're like, oh man, like Michael's transition from just sort of an in- innocent warrior hero boy who who's like dad didn't want him involved in this shit. Yeah, um, no, actually, none of his family really. I mean, that's the, 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 everyone yeah. is disappointed. Yeah, by the end, and then he he's forced into it, and but he never just turns into wanted. such a like asshole. But he's made for it. He's bred for it. He is perfect for he's it. Good at he it. is good at it. Better than all his brothers. Yeah. And it's really interesting, yeah. Because like Fredo, I mean, come on, Fredo is like that's something we have to talk about. Fredo's a joke. John, John Canale. Yeah, Canale? I'm not sure how you pronounce the name, but guy was a legend. Only made what five films? Yeah. Before he died, he died very young. Or every film was nominated for best picture. He was nominated for best actor like loads of times. Mm-hmm. Think Godfather one, two, Dog Day Afternoon, Deer Hunter, and the conversation. I think. Yeah. And he's amazing at Fred. And all those performances are so different. So again, yeah. it's like, it's something that's immortalized just in those films. Yeah. And he'll forever be that, like Fredo. Yeah, and he's perfect as Fredo. Yeah, really. and then fucking yeah. James Caan is like hot-headed Sonny. And Tom Hagen? Um, yeah. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is so And good. I love him and yeah. his relationship. Could he be adopted? Son? He's sort of this bastard yeah. in the family. Yeah, yeah. But... That's still one thing. with yeah, them because at first he's like, like an Irish guy it's like oh he's seen as a brother and stuff and all that and until then, and shit then you see goes you, down yeah like Michael's just like oh you know like a wartime concierge sorry like you know and just kind of throws him to the dirt you know and it's just like you really see how much he transitions and it's even more so in the second film as well like he gets a little bit deeper and stuff and well that was Fredo it was supposed well, to so. blow up yeah. with number three number three originally was supposed to be I mean spoilers, but like Tom versus Michael, yeah, and Robert Duvall's not dropped down, so they got through a script together. That's why that one is sort of the weakest, yeah, of the three instead of being the most natural conclusion. I know why? Like, I've uh, tried numerous times to get through Godfather Three, and I always start to fall asleep and just turn it off. I made it through one. And then I did. <laughs> The other two are like three hours long, and I've seen them yeah, multiple times. That tells you. Yeah, you they're so do. good. The first one flows so nicely as well. It's like it really does. It's just such a quick film, and it's one like iconic bit after yeah. the other. It's the it's the wedding, and then it's the horse's head, and yeah, then it's yeah. the uh, the bathroom scene. Yeah, it keeps going and going and going. It's, yeah, it's just nonstop. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, like we said, director of the film, but he wasn't the studio's first choice for director. They had 12 other directors in mind and offered it to Ilian Kazan, Arthur Penn, Richard Brooks. But a lot of these like classic guys. Yeah. yeah. They, they all turned it down, but um, yeah, the studio really didn't want Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> Is this off the back of Apocalypse Now or that after? Uh, Apocalypse Now, I believe, was after. after. Wasn't he in debt as well? And that's why he took the movie? Uh, possibly, yeah. I think Zoetrope was going on. Yeah, there. he had just started Zoetrope like a few years before, and, and they they had done yeah. THX, which I don't think yeah. made any money. You know, to be honest, before The Godfather, uh, he you know he did a little bit of producing, like we said, he he started you know Zoetrope, 
him and George Lucas, and they did THX. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff he did before was a lot of those like sort of B movies that he was working on. I think because a lot of these guys were like working with uh, what's his face, uh, Roger Roger Corman. <laughs> Roger Corman. Uh, he gave so a lot of people that first break. Yeah. yeah, he comes up a lot. Came with John sort of, Cattavetti. Yeah, yeah. And uh, James Cameron, like yeah, we though. talked about before. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he did Dementia 13 <laughs> in The Terror. There's oh, bro. There's a lot of classic, a lot of classic sort of B-movies that he did. And then, yeah, I mean, Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> too. Pretty pretty massive That's jump. Big, he just like, trust yeah. me, I can do it. Don't worry, I can do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, anyway, Coppola was the most successful Italian-American director at the time, so they thought it was best to have an Italian direct the film. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and they also thought that he would do it for cheap because he was used to doing those B-movies, yeah, and they yeah. thought that they could control them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, Coppola and Puzdo, they, wrote the, they both wrote the script for the film. They each did a draft. And then they combined it together to create this massive three-hour screenplay. <laughs> Robert Town, who wrote Chinatown, was also brought in to be a script doctor on the film. Yeah, I've read about it. And um, he uh, wrote that whole garden scene with uh, Pacino and Brando. Exactly. And I think Coppola forgot to give him a shout-out when he won the Oscar. <laughs> and that's all he wanted. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, though, because Paramount like said that the script was an hour longer than what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough... When they finished making the film. Yeah. Wasn't it shorter? Coppola cut it down to a two hour like director's cut. And they said no. Um, and they said, no, put all those scenes back in. <laughs> I've never heard that <laughs> happening. I've never heard a studio be like, make it longer. Yeah. This is not long enough. Yeah, we need more not- of the family. Yeah. We have fucking Marlon Brando. We paid him like half the budget to be in this yeah. movie and he didn't even fucking learn his line. <laughs> you fucking better put him in the movie. <laughs> all right. So. This is what I was talking about. Watch out for the words mafia and mob and all that stuff. All right. So the Italian American Civil Rights League, which was led by mobster. I'm going to call Stop him a mobster. mobster. Uh, he's led by Joseph Colombo. And he was like, hey, oh, what the fuck? You can't use the mob. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, definitely. We're yeah. a legitimate organization. He was, uh, he's the head of the Colombo crime family. One of the actual five families yeah. in New York City. And uh, he wanted all the uses of the word mafia and Cofa Nostra to be removed from the script. Our house. In case people didn't know that. <laughs> or our thing. Our th- it's our thing. Our thing. It's like fucking pro wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. This is our words. Yeah, it's not our word. Kayfabe that shit. Yeah, you can't use that word unless you're in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Uh, Costa Nostra wasn't in the script at all, but apparently there was two uses of the word mafia and Coppola was like, that's fine. Delete. Delete. <laughs> so yeah, they were fine with that. Let's get into some casting issues, eh? Right. This is where it's most interesting, and the bulk of my research was done on this, it, just because it's insane. <laughs> uh, so Puzo was really interested in Marlon Brando to play Don Vito Corleone, and he said he's the only actor who could play the Godfather. That's a quote. Coppola was also interested in the idea, but he was also keen on Lawrence Olivier. Orson Welles was interested. Yeah, right? Orson Welles was interested, but Coppola was like, "Nah, no, I, you're great. I love you, but you're. I've got. I want Brando." Mm. Uh, Olivier's uh, agent refused the role. I think he said that Olivier was sick. <laughs> I guess he was just like we coronavirus part of this coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then after that, Coppola was like, "All right, let's go for Brando." 
But the studio was like, nah. nah. <laughs> Brando had kind of washed out at that point. Yeah, he had had a couple of uh, stinkers. The stinkers um, they were really, really worried about him as being just like, you know, his shenanigans, really. Mm. Um, yeah, so they basically said that he'd never have a role in the movie and for Coppola to never bring up his name again or he'd lose his job. <laughs> so Coppola was pretty upset and he was just like, well, if I can't mention his name, like, what can I do? Because, like, Brando's perfect for the yeah, role. Yeah. I'm he's, not doing it. He's going to be Brando, perfect. Yeah. So the studio was like, all right, fine. Three conditions. Brando has to do a screen test, which is hilarious. Yeah. Brando would have to do the film for nothing. And also, Brando would have to put up a million dollar bond to ensure that he doesn't get up. He'd have to insure himself on the movie. <laughs> That's so funny. Goffalo was like, fine, okay. So. For the screen test, I think Coppola sort of like, he went to Brando's house. He, he talked to him, he agreed to it, but he basically just sort of like... Just filmed it while they were yeah, talking. Yeah, it was like he, he said he had to check on some things. He had to they he were just set up some cameras. They the makeup, weren't they? Like he put cotton wool in his Well, that was Brando's then, thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like Coppola just was like, oh, well, like, you know, I gotta, I want to make sure it looks nice and stuff. And film, so I'm going to film some of the stuff. So it was a bit of a ruse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't we're tell just talking. Was, I'm just putting the yeah, camera on the corner. He didn't really tell him it was a screen test. Many a motel room have seen <laughs> the same story. So he went to like Brando's house. Apparently Brando was like still in bed or something. He wasn't even up. And it was like noon or something. Brando comes out and he's like wearing like this Japanese robe. His hair is just slicked back like it's blonde and long and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He just looked beautiful, apparently. And Coppola was like, wow. And then Brando just like sits down. He starts messing with the cheese a little bit. He like puts black shoe polish in his hair, just slicks it back. He um, puts the cotton wool in the mouth. Yeah. In the mouth. And he like, I think he drew on a mustache a or something as mustache. well. I think he put on a shirt and he folded his collar as well. He was like, you know, they always fold the collars. Yeah. And then um, he started playing with the cheese and stuff. That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's supposed to be married. You think I came over for you? <laughs> it just turns into an old man. Your version of the Godfather, <laughs> it's like the old white guy in, in Coming to America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Joe uh-huh. Lewis, he kicked Joe, Joe Lewis today. Rocky Marciano, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he said he wanted Don Corleone to look like a bulldog, so that's why he stuffed his cheese with the cotton and prayed that on. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty amazing, and that ended up becoming the character trait. Except they, he didn't use actual. Did they make a thing? Yeah, I swear made, that's like in a museum yeah, or something, right? Yeah, they made a mouthpiece. It was like a prosthetic mouthpiece. And that is on display at the American Museum of Moving Image in Queens, New York. Right now. So, yeah. You can't touch it, though. <laughs> you can't touch it. Yeah. You can't put it in your mouth. So don't even try. <laughs> don't even try. I've tried. <laughs> I've been kicked out of that museum multiple times. And I, I don't want to go back. Uh, Kofla still ended up uh, putting the tape in the middle of the audition file, though, after it was done because he's... He, he wanted the studio to have yeah, like yeah. oh well we can look at other people and stuff and he was he felt like it was pushing it or whatever anyway and uh they were super impressed when they got to brando's it's tape fucking brando. they were like all right fine let's give him let's give it to him so he went through a lot of effort and stuff and it was all like brando as well so you know that that shoe polish that gave a shit, yeah. yeah all right so this is mind-boggling now but we got to think it is really early on in this man's career so for michael corleone 
Coppola was really interested in Al Pacino, but he only had like one leading role at the time and panic, only two. Like Panic panic and Needle Park. Yeah, and, stuff, yeah. and it was only two, uh, two credits at that point in his name, which is nuts. Like nuts. Because <laughs> <laughs> Panic and Needle Park is a pretty solid film. Yeah, it's great. But that was only his second film in his first leading role. Uh, producer Robert Evans, who was like one of the head guys over at Paramount, he wanted either Warren Beatty, <laughs> come on, Robert Redford, or Ryan O'Neill for the role. All absolutely amazing all actors. All amazing. All of them completely wrong. Not Michael I swear all of those people were up for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I know they definitely wanted Redford. And people, Is this a Paramount film? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, no, because then I'm just going to look up and see Robert Redford. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Like, Winking uh, with the big beard. <laughs> Fucking great movie, by the way. It's my favorite Mountain Man film. <laughs> Do you have many to pick from? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. Next yeah. week, next Mountain, week Mountain, Mountain Man, Man with Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segment next week. Yeah. Uh, it's a new snack time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck snack time. It's Mountain Man time. This week, we're talking about white things. <laughs> We're talking about deliverance. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the Reverend Final Gut. Leonardo DiCaprio and that Oscar. Thank God. <laughs> he deserved it, man. That dude went through hell. Yeah, not for that. At movie. the end of the fucking Revenant, Leo's just looking into the screen as he's about to die. And the credits go come on. It goes black, but he's just looking at it. Is this good enough yet? Yeah. Is this good enough? Do I get the Oscar yet? I was inside of a bear carcass for you. Mama, do you love me now, Mama? <laughs> Oh man, uh, where where was that at? Fuck, God oh, man. But yeah, Coppola kept pushing. Pacino. He kept pushing for Pacino because he looked he looked the part. He was actually Italian American. He was and, from Corleone. Yeah, his family was from Corleone, the area where he he goes Via to. Corleone and, it, and fucking what the family is yeah. named after. Uh, I think like Coppola was like, I mean, I can see him out there in the Italian countryside. It works. Uh, but yeah, apparently Dustin Hoffman auditioned Martin that's not Sheen. bad yeah that's Dustin not Hoffman bad would have been interesting martin sheen also sort of interesting early young martin sheen but maybe more of a tom you need an italian yeah and uh james khan also auditioned for the role no, and initially got the part did you know that no he initially had the part they had another guy for sunny coppola kept pushing for pacino and eventually his studio was just like all right fine but we have to have james khan as sunny and a couple, it was like fine. And thank God, he's a way better. Sonny's amazing. He's isn't my he? favorite. He's yeah. so good. Mm. James Con. The only thing about him is he has no shoulders, and it's really weird. Well, he's all he's all like bones all- in the shoulder. Is so strange. You should look at this film. All the guys, they all have like these nasty shoulders. Sharp suits. <laughs> just yeah. like sharp, like like well, who's wearing the fucking wife beater and stuff? Yeah, and yeah. He's just like it's just all bone. It's so weird. There's like no neck muscles. So strange. I'm he, sorry. I don't know why I'm talking about this man's physique like that, but it's yeah, just strange. stop coming in on his body, man. Strange. I'm fucking. I know, man. I'm fucking body shaming him. <laughs> it's just weird looking. <laughs> but you know, James Conn's so good. He he improvised the part where he like had the FBI's camera. I love that. that. He, throws it on the he throws it on the ground and he chucks the money at him. Yeah, yeah. I Apparently, that. that was his like his idea because like the actor was really frightened and Obviously, the action yeah. was really genuine. And he came up with the idea of throwing the money in. He said, basically, like, where I come from, you broke something, you replaced it, or you repaid the owner. So That's exactly really something good. a 
mobster yeah. would do. You should replace that every time we say it <laughs> with a regular person but would it, do. But it feels so fucking genuine. Yeah. It's like, so good. You know, he's like angry at him for doing it. Also, one of the best scenes when he beats the brakes off Carlo. Oh, the husband in the yeah. street. He beats him in the street. I love that. And he he fucking picked a shoe yeah. in the trash can. And the trash can lid. The trash can lid also improvised. Oh, fuck <laughs> that's scary coming yeah, to work and he's so like I'm scary. just gonna have my ass kicked by James Khan for like four days <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking there's like a hundred extras all watching me and he's yeah. like biting me and shit there was a lot of extras yeah. for that scene that like, scene is oh, amazing so good and it's so drawn out it's like a real it's like an ugly real fight yeah. not like very pretty to look at just like good sounds like <laughs> yeah you touch my sister again I'll kill you I'll kill you I'll kill you I'm surprised he didn't just kill him there I mean he should he's part of the family right? he, he, should have. he shouldn't have done that to his sister but yeah. you know well, Carlo got his. He got his. He got his. They made him. Got they put him into that horseman head. They made him run around with it, and it did not smell very good. <laughs> Godfather <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's one of mine. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just made it better. So apparently, Pacino was actually supposed to shoot this film at the same time called "The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight," but he got out of his contract. <laughs> Uh, for the Godfather, <laughs> uh, which led to a very young Robert De Niro, funny enough, who was actually cast in the film as Paul Gatto, the guy who was supposed to be Don Corleone's driver, who they killed because he was sick the day of the ambush. He was sick. Wow. He might have actually sold out them to Salazzo and all them. <laughs> but yeah, they. Um, oh yeah, that was supposed to be Robert, Robert De Niro, apparently. 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 Um, I could be wrong about this, but this is something that... I'd buy like, it. That's so strange how shit works out like that. Yeah. Because apparently Robert De Niro also, I think, auditioned for Sonny, and he was a really strong candidate for Sonny as well. Would have been a good time. And there is an audition tape, I believe, you can find of Robert De Niro doing that. Um, but then he dropped out when Pacino took, took the role. Because Pacino dropped out of the gang that couldn't shoot, uh, shoot straight. And De Niro, De took, Niro that. took that. Weird. Interesting. <laughs> and then he would just end up coming back for Godfather Part 2. Yeah, he'd end up coming back for a better, bigger role. Yeah. Thank one. God. Because, I mean, just imagine if he didn't do that. Coppola managed to get Robert Duvall pretty easily, though. Speaking of Tom Hagen, that was a pretty easy, squeezy thing. Yeah, he great. wanted him. He got him. There's no issues. I think he... He's so good at honestly. He's so fucking good. That was probably the easiest thing. Um, the only easy thing to yeah. happen on the set. So Coppola also gave several roles in the film to family members. Like we mentioned, there's uh, Talia Shire, who is his sister. Adrian. She plays Adrian from Rocky. Mm-hmm. She's also, fun fact, mother of Robert and Jason Schwartzman. So Robert Schwartzman was in that band called Rooney. Jason Schwartzman obviously is Jason fucking Schwartzman from the from all the Wes Anderson films yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, is um, that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, it's a um, family affair. This movie. Yeah, we gotta keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Yeah. So Connie and Carlo have uh, have a son in the film. That's Connie is uh, the the daughter who gets married at the beginning of the film. Yeah, and her 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 husband is Carlo, the guy who gets the brakes beat off of him by Sonny. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Aww. when they have they have a son in the film, and that's played by baby Sophia Coppola, and she would reprise the role in Godfather Three. Yeah, as the grown up version of that character. Or and is she actually like no, one of Michael's thing. kids? Oh, she's Michael's kid. Yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah. She's bad in that movie. <laughs> she's really bad. She's a great director. She's a great director. She's bad. But she's that. a bad actress. But she only did that in a favor. Yeah. I think Winona Ryder dropped out. <laughs> Man, Jesus. Oh, Godfather 3 episode. <laughs> We're not it's the best that. one. It's the best one. I'm telling you, it's the best one. There's Fucking Pacino be, with like a gray crew cut. There's it's definitely weird. someone out there who's just like, it's the best one. It's the best one. Guy, trust there's me. There's always that he one guy. He just has to be different. <laughs> I have a few friends like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know like, what? The Hobbit movies are actually, you know, they're better they're than better. the Lord of the Rings. I'm telling you. Rewatch oh. them. That bit when they're going down in the barrel. So good. Just imagine Talia Shire in it. Richard Kelly's the greatest director yeah. on earth. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not just a one hit wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also Carmine Coppola, who is a musician and father of uh, uh, Talia. And uh, also our good boy, Francis Ford Coppola, who directed the film. <laughs> he is seen in the film playing piano during the uh, famous mattress sequence montage. During, Which like, George Lucas cut that's the bit I'm talking yep, about. Yep. Uh, Carmine is also the father of August Coppola, who is, uh, happens to be the father of Nicholas Coppola. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Interesting family here. This goddamn... It's like Coppola the fucking family. Samoan family in wrestling. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. It's a lot going They're on. They're all there. related somehow. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And like we said, the person cut together that mattress sequence, that's George Lucas. He uh, was working as an assistant director on the film. And Lucas also gave Coppola a note in that hospital scene that it had no tension in the original cut. And he recommended they used some, they cut in some of the footage when the actors left, like, frame and just put that in of just like empty hallways yeah. and stuff and it just would add to the tension and suspense so they like Good went stuff, through man. all this footage and they found like just i don't know two seconds here two, two seconds, seconds at the there, beginning at the end of take yeah and just put it in i love that and it like was perfect and it built so much suspense so yeah fucking george lucas <laughs> don't even get me started <laughs> we're showing thx 1138 soon are we really yeah Good shit. Coming Too bad we can't show Star Wars. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Disney. Disney. <laughs> Fuck. Paul. Shout out, Paul. Doing a great job. Yeah. Seriously, where is <laughs> Fucking Star Wars. I don't care. Fuck Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to jump yeah. over there and fucking bang your head with this microphone. <laughs> Aneurysm. Yeah. Uh, several smaller roles. I'm the godfather now. <laughs> <laughs> several, several smaller roles like Luca Brasi. I was going to say, here's no wrestling reference. Wasn't yeah. he a wrestler back in the he day? Was, and yeah. a legit gangster, apparently. Yeah, so he, they were cast after filming had started. So remember I was talking about Joseph Colombo mm-hmm. from the Colombo crime, crime family? family, yeah. When they were putting pressure on Coppola and Puzo about the script on behalf of the Italian Civil Rights League, <clears throat> uh, Coppola and Al Ruddy, who was the producer of the film, they made a deal to cut the words Mafia and Costa Nostra, as I said earlier. And uh, they had the leads backing and everything, which meant that a lot of mobsters started to hang around and stuff because they had their eyes on That's them. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, though apparently Coppola stated that like he didn't cast any of them. Yeah. He didn't have any of them as uh, consultants. Because, because then you have to return the favor. Yeah. And he was just like, well, if you if you provide a favor, then you're going to have to return a favor, blah, blah, blah. And he was just which like, Which is what the whole fucking Godfather is yeah. about. That's <laughs> yeah. how it starts. So Coppola's a smart man, or he read that fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book, though. But yeah, as we said, uh, he did uh, cast a man 
by the name of Lenny Montana. When they were introduced to him, he was a six foot six former professional wrestler who went by the name Zebra Kid. Lenny Montana. He was working as an enforcer for the Colombo family. Exactly. And they cast him as Luca Brasi immediately after meeting him. They were like, Yeah, this is it's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. You probably have it there. But yeah. he um, was so, so nervous. Exactly. Didn't yeah. know his lines, was stumbling over them. Yeah. They loved it so much. They added the scene. Yeah, they added the scene where he's learning it. Yeah. Which is a great scene with uh, with Michael and Kay as well because they're sitting there at the wedding. It's really early. Who's that guy? Wedding. Who's that man talking to himself? <laughs> That's Luca Brasi. <laughs> Don't close it on. <laughs> on the day of your daughter's wedding. Thank you, Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they left that in. That's he made him so enough that awesome. he couldn't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look at Bradley. Put a gun to it. <laughs> We've had, a, we've had mafia involvement and all this sort of stuff. Sorry, we're not supposed to say mafia. We've had, we've had, it's done. We've had They're coming after us. family yeah. involvement and all I'm this. I'm going to go missing before the next episode. <laughs> Are you ready for the craziest casting story that I could find? I thought Luca Brasi was pretty damn cool because it was wrestling. I'm like, yes, let's exactly. get a wrestling reference yeah. in here. Cool. Uh, craziest one. Okay, so Al Martino, who plays Johnny Fontaine. Sinatra. The, yeah, the Sinatra sort of Sinatra-esque sort of character who wants to be in a movie and that leads to the horse. What's the matter with you? Be a man. <laughs> yeah, that guy's such a little yeah. punk. Apparently that slap was improvised as well. Really? Yeah. Like, how did he like so much stay in the scene? I yeah. have no idea. Because apparently uh, Al Martino was just like, I don't know if I should like cry or laugh or yeah. what. Like, and Brando's just, just like, like in it. Yeah, he's so fucking intense. Uh, but anyway, he, he plays the famed nightclub singer um, and Al, Al Martino in real life was a famed nightclub singer. Okay. And uh, when a friend read the book, the the actual Godfather book, he thought that like he would be perfect for oh, Fontaine. Fontaine. So uh, Martino got in contact with producer Alan Ruddy, and he was offered the role. However, <laughs> because it's fucking Godfather, oh, and God. there's nothing is easy. Nothing's easy with the making of this film. Martino was stripped of the part because Coppola. Uh, when he became the director, he awarded the role to singer Vic Damone. Okay. And according to Martino, after he was being stripped of the role, he went to, you're not going to believe this. Who do you think he went to? Brando. No. Worse. Uh, <laughs> way worse. Like way worse. Someone from the movie? It's no. what it is. Russell Joe, fucking Buffalino. Joe fucking Pesci. But no, the, the actual real, Russell the real Buffalino. Russell Buffalino. Holy shit, really? He went to the real Russell Buffalino. <laughs> You're not going to get a tough guy. Who was his godfather in Crime Boss. <laughs> and he did, well, he did the thing like he does in the movie where he's like, Godfather, please, I really want this movie. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who then orchestrated the publication of various news articles and claimed that Coppola was unaware of Ruddy giving Martino the part. Damone eventually dropped out of the role because he didn't want to provoke the mob. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get fucking hit by Russell Buffalino. <laughs> In addition to being paid too little. Sure. Sure. Uh, and ultimately, Johnny Fontaine was given to Martino. Of course he was. That's amazing. Like, what the See? fuck? Complaining works. <laughs> I should be complaining to the right people. <laughs> God Andrew damn. Oh, mafia guy. Yeah. I mean, but what, what kind of favors did, uh, did Martino have to repay to Buffalino? I mean, did that guy end up in the bottom of a river or something? You know, I don't know. You know what they he, did? Is he buried in a car park? You know, somewhere? he ended up wearing a fucking horse's head, <laughs> running around town like a goddamn fool. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> did not smell pretty in there. It's what it is. 
<laughs> this is Bojack Horseman. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm just like, I don't think I've seen this movie, but I'm pretty sure there's a scene where like someone <laughs> puts on a horse's head. I've only seen Godfather Part 3. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm sure about. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. So casting's done. Let's make the movie. You forgot about the cat. <laughs> oh, the cat. The cat. The cat, cat was just like a runaway on the set, right? It was just a stray cat running yeah. around. Again, genius of Brando. Yeah. Just picked up this cat that's running around. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to use this. Well, and it's, it's like. Apparently, it, a cat had been hanging around, and Coppola was like, eh, let's give it to Brando, see what happens. Brando fucking loved kids. He was great with kids. Really and he good. loved animals. Yeah. And he was great with animals. And that cat fucking loved him. Yeah, it kept purring, right? They yeah. had to like re-record they the had lines. to re-record lines after because... But that... Like, I know that just sounds funny, but honestly, watching that, it's the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. In, the, in their world. And he just... It's beautiful little this, cat. Little, this little kid that's like falling through his fingers. Yeah. It's like so delicate. It's such a weird, like yeah. affectionate trait to give a man <laughs> who's like known for, you know, killing people. Yeah. It's really great. But I mean, then... That kind of got parodied for years. It's like the James know, Bond villains. The James Bond no, villains. Yeah. But yeah, there was intense friction between Coppola and Paramount with the studio basically just being like, you're not going to stay on, you're not staying on schedule. Uh, there's unnecessary expenses. There's production and casting errors. Yeah. Funny enough, Coppola actually completed the film ahead of time mm-hmm. and under budget. Exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> But they they tried numerous times to fire him. They tried numerous times to fire Pacino. Executives didn't like that it was dark lit, brooding, talking drama. Too much was, talking. Too yeah, much talking too and dark. And, you know, it's not enough violence. They wanted more salacious, violent gangster movie. It's one of the most violent films I've ever seen, but not yeah. because of frequency, because of just how graphic it is when it happened, how, what it means when it happened. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Apparently, that was just Coppola. All that violence that came, came into play. Was Coppola just getting back at the studio by going over the top of violence? Yeah, they, they were, it's really over the top. That's like James Conn getting shot. Apparently, they rigged him with 147 <sighs> squibs. That bit is amazing. It's like Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yeah, it is. They, they literally so turn him into like fucking cheese. Yeah, it's amazing. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently Coppola was like really close to getting the axe and they had like I think Ilya Kazan like was t- like had come it. back in. They had him on standby, oh God, even what? maybe the on set as well. Which what is an awful worse. way to work. It's like yeah. you know when uh, Peter was the duty manager, he would just stand behind you while you were working the till, <laughs> waiting for you to make a mistake. <laughs> That's what Francis Ford Coppola must have been going through. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, but yeah, apparently it was up until the point where. Coppola was shooting the scene with Michael killing Salazzo and McCluskey that they were like, Oh dude, I love that. Holy shit. This is great. Mm. And also Al Pacino's fine. He's, he's fine. We're going to keep him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny that, that scene like puffy face. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, he apparently had his fucking jaw wired shut for that. Really? It looked like it. Like legitimately. Talking at the side of his mouth like that. Yeah. Because he gets punched in the face by McCluskey and he just actually done it. Fuck. Dude. We will we will be at peace. Tense, man. Uh, and it, also in that scene, it's very notable that there's no subtitles in that scene. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Sicilian talking. They talk too quickly. Yeah. So there's no subtitles 
but it doesn't matter really because you understand. You understand, and he'd also like you don't back need, off, and you like, don't need to know what he's saying because you get the idea that whatever he's saying doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's Michael's not going to go to the fucking toilet, get the gun, and come back that, and shoot him. And the fucking found and dine. I think it's Walter Murch who did this. I mm. could be wrong, um, but it's the train, the train yeah, yeah, running yeah, overhead, yeah. and it gets louder, louder, and louder. And like so hitmen have <laughs> talked about it since, and they've said that's exactly what it sounds like when you're about to kill someone. Yeah, I think like nothing. You don't hear any. Now, music, talking, anything. It's just mm. that screeching. That yeah. Like something bad is about to happen. And that just, it's done so well. Oh, fuck. You're making yeah. me really want to watch The Godfather. <laughs> I've seen it loads of times. Yeah. Uh, more violence and craziness. <laughs> Godfather um, 2, more violence. The horse head, 100% real. I know. That's I really actually, fucked up. Funny enough, this, 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 always escaped me as being a fact about the film. I didn't really know that. Like even watching it the other night, uh, rewatching it again, I was just looking at it and I was just like, that is a good looking prosthetic. It looks pretty fake. It, it looks like it's probably <laughs> fake, but it, it looks passable and there's a lot of fake blood. Okay, no, cool. But it's legit. But it's a legit horse head. That's the one of the few real. movies that doesn't have the no animals were harmed in the making of this projection. Well, I mean, technically it wasn't. So Coppola got it from a dog food factory. I was going to say dog food. I wasn't sure if yeah. that was right. And it caused a big stink, obviously, after it was released. But like Coppola argued that it was a head that he had gotten from a horse that was already killed from the dog food mm-hmm. factory. And they're not exactly going after this dog food factory who's killed numerous horses just to feed their, their puppies at home. So yeah, keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to make you fucking wear it. <laughs> You're going to ride around town with you and fucking horse and head. Roger Ebert knew to give this film <laughs> five, five stars because if he didn't, he'd be wearing that goddamn horse and head. <laughs> That's the offer you can refuse. <laughs> so we mentioned earlier, Brando never learned his lines, eh? But goddamn, I say that so jokingly because he's so fucking good yeah, in the movie. So I don't good. care. You can't tell. I like all those improv bits. Like, you know. Yeah. Here's some of Brando's shenanigans that I guess he still, he, he got to keep his bond or whatever. He didn't lose his bond. Um, he was there. <laughs> anyway, uh, he read his, his lines from cue cards. Taped to the actors. Have you yeah. ever seen that picture? Yeah. yeah. So funny. the actors had the cue cards. Sometimes there was notes stuck on the wall. In a scene where Vito is brought home from the hospital, Brando pranked the extras by putting weights under him on the stretcher. <laughs> So it was extremely like, oh, difficult to carry him, and they're going upstairs. <laughs> wow, son of a bitch! He also apparently mooned hundreds of people when they were filming that wedding scene. He, he was a big fan of mooning. Yeah, very proud. <laughs> what a nuts guy! Yeah. Also, that wedding scene, by the way, was real. What do you mean? The way that, they was shot a real it. Real wedding? They just shot. It wasn't a real wedding, but they just sh- they just like said, "Hey, have a party, oh, have oh, a wedding." We'll shoot it. We're gonna shoot it in Coppola shot at gorilla style. It looks like it. It looks so natural and like you yeah, you've just yeah. walked in on this family gathering. Yeah, when myself and Julia were watching watching it, we were like, Oh man, this like looks so fun. I just wanna to go to this wedding. I don't really like weddings, but I'd go yeah, to that yeah. wedding. I'd crash this know? wedding. <laughs> Another big thing that Coppola had to fight for was Nino Rota's iconic score for the film. I can't believe you have to fight for that. Apparently the studio didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but test audiences loved it, so it stayed, and it would it would wind up getting nominated for an Academy Award. I love for best it. I hear it, score. I was saying before, I hear it every day. Yeah, that, that buck around the corner. I love hearing it. Great. Well, I think it's the 
appropriate time to say, hey, there's a really cool podcast out there called the Podfather Podcast. Podfather, yeah. From our good pals in Australia, particularly Alex Amster in Australia. Alex from Australia. He used to work here. He used to work here. <laughs> he used to stand behind the bar and yell about Blade Runner. Um, yeah, so he's got a really cool podcast. And Check it out. It's really good. It's about fucking crime films and all that sort of stuff. Mob movies. It's Obviously, really they love Godfather. Yeah. I think Godfather, Godfather. Like, they have this list that they update like every episode. Yeah. I think Godfather is number one. I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. One or two. Goodfellas. I can't remember. I don't but remember. Yeah, it's it's one. It keeps changing. Yeah. Like anyway, uh, we have a little word from Alex from the Podfather. So listen here. Hey, it's Jordan and Alex from the Podfather. You should go and watch The Godfather. Thanks for that. Thank you. That's so cool. And everyone, go listen to the Podfather on iTunes, SoundCloud. If you listen to this, Spotify, wherever, wherever you can get it. Yeah. If you listen to this and you're like, I want a whole podcast just like this. Check yeah, them out. They're definitely. Yeah. You love crime films. Also, they did a fucking Die Hard episode around Christmas they did. time. Yeah. And yeah. your boy, my myself was on <laughs> your boy myself. <laughs> I was on that podcast. Me, I was on it. Me, yeah. I'm, I'm me. I'm, I'm John. Me. I'm John. I'm. I was in the podcast. Yeah, it was really fun. So yeah, go check out the Podfather. You know how I said that it was nominated for Academy Award for Best Original Score that song. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> its nomination was revoked. No, because it was discovered that Nina Rota had used the main theme, which is called Speak Softly Love, or some people could title it the theme from The Godfather, in the 1958 Italian movie called Fortunella. Oh, did he steal it? Or well, it was his theme that he that wrote he reused. for that. And then he... Oh, oh, I see what he's saying. Yeah. We'll talk about this probably in the next time we talk about The Godfather, because we're doing Godfather Part 2. Yeah, yeah. I figured we might end up doing an episode on it, because why not? I mean, I'll be, I'll, I'm just going to be here talking about <laughs> it anyway. If you want to put a mic in my hand, sure. But I'm pretty sure he got nominated and maybe even won for that. And it's like, how is the music any different? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Same stupid song. <laughs> it's so good. The, the tune's so good. They not, yeah. Like he won an Oscar for it twice. Well, they, you know, yeah. the same character, Don Vito, won Barlon Brando and De Niro. Or yeah. they both nominate at least for the nominated. same character yeah. for Godfather 1 and 2. The film was a huge hit on release. Huge. The biggest. Huge. It grossed between 246 to 286 million, or sorry, $87 million, um, roughly, against a six to seven million dollar budget, which is amazing. It's amazing. What's that, that adjusted so for cheap. inflation? Yeah, because that's fucking really Yeah, cheap. well, adjusted for inflation is still like up there in like top 25 films or something like that. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, it was nominated for 10. Academy Count them. Awards. Ten. Ten. That's almost as many in Paris. And Winning, the Joker. It won three, including for Best Picture and Best Adaptive Screenplay. It also won five Golden Globes, which was a record that was held until 2017 when La La Land won seven. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <laughs> <Kelly of> Star. <laughs> Brando would win the Academy Award for Best Actor. 
But did you know he refused to accept the award? I love boycotted this, this, the this, ceremony. This is one of my favorites. This is when he sent the uh, Native American one. Yeah, I love that. I love Brando boycotting all that shit. Yeah, so he sent a Native American actress named, and she was an activist as well. Her name mm-hmm. is Shasin, Sash, Sashin Littlefeather. Sorry, mm-hmm. on he sent her on stage to accept the award. He didn't even show up. And he cited that there was the poor treatment of Native Americans in the United States and also their lack of presence in film and television that he didn't want to. Fuck yeah, man. I love Brando. It's like Johnny Cash <laughs> with the bitter tears. Like, fuck you, America. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know there was another big, big boy actor who uh, boycotted that ceremony as well? Pacino, right? Pacino. Because he had more screen time yeah. than uh, Brando, yet got the best supporting actor. Yep. So he was a little like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't win, um, but he was nominated for best supporting actor. But yeah, pissed off. Yeah, a little pissed Fair off. enough, though. Fair enough, but Fair fucking enough. wait a couple of years. Godfather yeah. 2, he gets it all to himself. Earn your fucking stripes, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boy. You pay uh, your dues. You pay your dues. You gotta pay your dues, man. Yeah. Uh, James Conn and Robert Duvall were also up for Best Supporting Actor Award Good. as well. All three of them. That's Good. insane. That's right? like the Irishman shit. Yeah. But better. One better. Oh, way better. Yeah. Uh, the film spawned two sequels. Godfather Part 2. No. One. Just, 1974. Just the one sequel. <laughs> and Godfather Part 3. 92? 1990. 1990. Yeah. What a year 1990 was. <laughs> Fucking as well. Yeah. Jesus. I wonder which was the better gangster yeah. movie. But yeah, anyway, we're going to wrap up here, but I, I could say oh, man. catch Godfather daily from Friday the 13th of Watch March. Watch it daily, honestly. It will make your life way better. <laughs> uh, you can see it from 35 millimeter at the weekends and some later in the week as well. We do have some weekday matinee screenings that are digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having a bit of a transition period here. We got a new screen. team yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, um, but just ask. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we can always tell you on the system what's 35, what's digital, yeah. if you have a preference, if you prefer yeah. to watch it. Or you right. can go to PrinceCharlesCinema.com and you can site. see next to the film time. It'll have all the dates and times and all that sort of stuff and uh, formats. Yeah. But any way you watch it, that's the way you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> just watch it. It's great. And if you don't, you know what will happen if you don't watch The Godfather? We're going to put the <laughs> fucking horses. It could be right on your on fucking you. head. And, and you're going to have to watch the movie like that. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the worst film to have to sit through with the horse's head on? Um, wait. Uh, Seabiscuit. <laughs> Seabiscuit. <laughs> Derek Shimon's <Yeah>. Blue. <laughs> Just sitting in our room of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just seeing black. <laughs> it's like really fucking oh, smells in here. And uh, stay tuned because I think we're gonna return with Godfather Part Two in a few weeks. God, I know it's so hard. <laughs> I have like that cocaine throat drip thing going on. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, Coronavirus. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, yeah, Godfather Part Two screens daily from Friday the twenty fourth of April. Yeah, just in case so, we don't do an episode yeah. on that, we probably won't. But yeah, we might. We might. I, I don't I'm, think we have anything on the docket that week, so I'm, it's possible. I'm fucking down. It's a completely different movie, mm. so it would be a completely different conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's us wrapping up. I think it's really anticlimactic, but there's a lot of, there's some good stuff here. It's a long episode. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, sure. You know, come see The Godfather. Yeah, now. watch The Godfather. This I, movie's stupidly good. Yeah. 
It's uh and the podcast is just this better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a waste just of time. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh I I don't know. It's good a good week this week at the Prince Charles Cinema. It's my anniversary week, so oh, man. Happy, vers- happy, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. How many years? Seven. Seven. Seven yeah. year rich. So I might come and see if I can convince my wife to come watch um, The Godfather, she, the no, most romantic sh- movie ever made. Showgirl, that's how you want to celebrate? <laughs> it should be a great way because it's so late in the day and we're both off on Saturday and we can just have a good long day and then we'll go watch Showgirls, which is just erotic trash. It's great. But um, I feel really bad that I didn't ask Paul to, sh- to show Seven Year Itch because that would have been fucking great. Yeah, like exactly. not tell her. She's like, hey, Julia. Let's go watch a movie at the cinema. It's a secret. And then we go watch it and it's seven year itch. And it's just like, what are you trying to tell me? Seven years. Mic dropped. <laughs> Rack Mananoff. <laughs> Give her the full treatment. <laughs> Best line in that film. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, you watch The Godfather. Come, come see some films. Come to the Prince Charles Cinema. Buy a membership. Do all the things. It's good stuff. And uh, all the things, support all the us at the PCC Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> And uh, I see you staring Instagram. at that chocolate orange. You can have another. And bit. Uh, I'm I'm just wondering what the hell it is and why is it there? Why, why is, is it, it a exist? thing? I've eaten half of it. So thank you for making me feel oh, bad. You've had a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks Jeez. for pointing that out. Gee, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, hit us up on Twitter at the PCC Podcast or Instagram PCC Podcast. You can send us an email at podcast at princestarcinema dot com. Well, it, we'll read it. Yeah, we'll read it. John and, will read um, it. I want. Yeah, you can also. Say hi on all your wherever you do your your uh, listening of your, this podcast. Your online. I saw a new debating. review on uh, on iTunes the other day, and that was really really sweet. It was a good so, one. So um, okay. I I'll, I think we'll have the return of user feedback next week or the week after or something. Okay. We'll see. It's been a while. Been a while. So uh, <laughs> if you liked what you heard, let us know. Tell us. Yeah. You can find me at tall for all t a l l the number four a l l on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can find Phil here at the Prince Charles Cinema. <laughs> That's yeah. what he says every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just yeah, come just say hi. Pissing and raving about the Godfather. Bring him a horse head. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking dare! Don't you dare! That's yeah. my move. <laughs> That's my move. That's my move. Yeah. So come get your horse heads from Phil. Um, this week that sounds sexual don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't do that don't do that to me yeah okay I'm around don't do it All right. but you know you should do watch it Godfather (laughs) (laughs) Groundhog Day it's Groundhog Day this is how I win (laughs) this is how I win (laughs) that's it fuck bye bye yeah